You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. Well, it's been a a little over a fortnight since uh, my last episode and I'm sure like the rest of you, the world's very different now. So I've uh, relegated my small little office space and desk in the house um, to my kids for their virtual learning um, and have been able to commandeer that space back uh, today to catch up on some podcasts. So, um, when I look back, actually, it was one of the, the first, I think the first episode um, of the podcast, I talked about uh, some basic analogies uh, that I use in the office on a regular basis in the hopes to better explain or help people understand um, what's going on in their knee. So, you know, I definitely, if you haven't heard that episode, I would recommend, you know, go back and, and listen to it. Um, kind of the the three that I covered there um, is the idea of people are always afraid of, you know, wearing out their knee, wearing out the cartilage. And, you know, I use the analogy of your brakes in your car. And, you know, yeah, when you step on your brakes, I mean, technically it is wearing it down, but that's what it's designed to be used for versus, you know, slamming on the brakes and wearing out your brakes prematurely. Um, the second little analogy that I used back then um, is one that I use frequently to explain that sense of giving way. There's people that describe their knee as being unstable where, you know, technically we would describe an unstable knee as one where the ligament's torn um, or in a fracture where the knee's unstable because the bone's broken. But a lot of people that have stable ligaments feel the knee wants to give out and it'll feel unstable to them. And typically this is due to a pain response that when you squeeze the knee where there's bone on bone, it can cause some pain and make the knee want to buckle because the muscle tends to shut off. Um, And the third analogy that I talked about in that episode is the idea of the stock market and its relation to symptoms. Because, you know, people always want a very clear and concise answer as to, you know, why their knee hurts or feels the way that it does. And it's easy to understand that my knee hurts today because I did a lot and because I did a lot and I have arthritis, it hurts more. And because I sat around today and watched a TV or read a book and my knee feels better, that makes sense. You know, the confusion for people begins when you take it easy today and your knee feels worse um, or you do a lot and it feels better. Um, And just like those symptoms, the stock market goes up uncertain days when things happen and it goes down, but there's other times where something bad or good happens and we anticipate the market's going to go the other way um, and we can't really explain why. But if you look over 20, 30 years, the stock market has gone in one direction. And if you look in your arthritic knee over 30 years, it's only going to go, unfortunately, in one direction. It's going to become more arthritic. Um, But if you want a a fuller description and clear explanation, go back and re-listen to that first episode. So today I wanted to leave you with a a few more analogies that um, I tend to use on a regular basis because I really do help it. I think it helps people understand sort of what's going on inside their knee, even though it's not a very clear scientific answer as to the insides. It puts what's going on um, in a clear understanding and makes sense as to what they're feeling. So they're not overwhelmed or scared. So, um, And this kind of goes back to the episode on swelling. So swelling is a common thing, but I'll get a lot of people with normal knees, with arthritic knees, with replaced knees that will come in and they'll describe nothing major or traumatic, but just the sharp pain 
and then swelling. Um, and if they're on a blood thinner, it tends to be worse because their blood is thin to begin with for some particular reason um, due to some medical condition. But even without a blood thinner, it may blow up either with blood or more commonly with fluid. So, you know, I always ask people, you know, how many times in your life have you chewed food? And they kind of look at you. I'm like, oh, millions, right? And how many times have you bit the inside of your cheek? I'm like, yeah, yeah, most people have. And, you know, you're you're chewing away and you're not really thinking about what you're doing. And then you bite down on your cheek and it hurts and it's painful. And the inside of your cheek swells um, and occasionally it bleeds. And that just happens. And sometimes that can happen in the knee where, you know, the knee is tight and snug, but there's a little bit of elasticity in the ligaments. So when you bend or turn or twist and each individual may have more or less of that elasticity um, or laxity, and occasionally you may catch a piece of the lining of your knee called the synovium between the bones or between a bone spur um, or between the meniscus and the bone, you know, wherever it is in the knee, if you turn or pivot or twist or load your knee and then it unloads, it may pinch that tissue and that's biting down on the synovium in your knee and it will hurt. It will cause this sudden sharp pain and because the synovium is very vascular, it may bleed or your knee may become inflamed and swollen. And just like if you bit your cheek at breakfast, um, it's a little puffy. You may be more likely to bite it again at lunch or dinner. So this may happen a couple more times. So, you know, the trick is treating it with the similar things that we would do for any swelling, no matter what the cause is, you know, wrap it or use an ace wrap or knee sleeve to compress it, ice it, elevate it. Um, sometimes if there's not a contraindication, you may take an anti-inflammatory, but typically those symptoms resolve. And it's one of those things we may not always be able to explain exactly where it occurred or why it occurred. But, you know, if it happens once in a blue moon, you know, it is what it is. It's a bigger issue if it's reoccurring or it has now led to some problem, there may be something else going on. And that's where an exam by a doctor, maybe some imaging may be helpful. Um, the other thing um, that I want to talk about too is this snapping or popping in the knee. Um, when, and there's kind of two things that I really want to talk about is, you know, one is the cartilage snapping, grinding, or what we call crepitation, um, or a true, like, traumatic or atraumatic snap or pop, which is loud and sudden. So if you drive your car down the highway, um, say on the concrete or asphalt, it's very smooth. There's not much of a sound. There's a little bit of a sound, but it's just consistent. Now you drive your car over the rumble strip, same material, asphalt, concrete, but because it's irregular, it's extremely loud. So when the cartilage is very smooth and shiny, um, it's nice and smooth and it doesn't really make much sound. But when it becomes irregular, and you go to bend or straighten it, those irregular surfaces will create this grinding or snapping or crunching, what we call crepitation. Um, and if your knee is under load, say if you're squatting down deeply or you're carrying something, it may be louder. It's not always typically painful, but it can be, um, but it's related to the uneven surfaces. And currently we don't have a very simple way of just sealing that um, and smoothing that out because if you went in and shaved it down, you're removing cartilage and now you're exposing more bone and it may not always make that sound go away, but that sound can come and go. That's due to the arthritis. The other snap though, which I find to be usually more concerning to patients because it's, it's louder, it's sudden, um, and it's not expected is the idea of either, um, a tendon, 
uh, or a ligament or even like a soft tissue band in the knee. We have these things called plica that can snap over the bone um, or snap over a bone spur. So, you know, the analogy that I like to use is take a rubber band and on a table which has a corner, you know, pull the rubber band tight by pushing it against the side of the table and then move your hands toward the corner and around the corner. But if you're not moving fast, the rubber band will sort of stop and catch on the corner. And then as your hands move a little further away from the corner, it snaps over the top. And that can happen in the knee. So if you have a tendon or a ligament or a band of tissue called a plica, and your knee is bent or turned or twisted in just the right way, occasionally one of those pieces of tissue will snap over the bone. Um, There's some normal structures in the knee um, called epicondyles or other parts of the knee, which are normal, but if the bands of tissue around those get tight, it can snap over those normal bumps. Or in an arthritic knee, you may actually have a bone spur that sticks out, and now as you bend or straighten the knee, it'll snap or pop over that area. And it can be scary, and it can be painful, and it can cause swelling, but usually there's not a whole lot that you can really do to prevent it 100% of the time. You know, if it's a particular tendon, um, say like your hamstring or a structure like your iliotibial band, those structures you can potentially stretch out. And if you stretch them, they may be more um, loose, lax, and less likely to snap over those little bones or bumps. Um, But if it's a normal structure in your knee or even a bone spur, um, you may not necessarily be able to just go and take out the bone spur and prevent the problem because the bone spur is there because of arthritis. Um, but this snapping will occur. Usually it's pretty isolated to one spot or the others, you know, four or five spots around the knee that I'll typically see based on the bony anatomy where this can occur. And if you can elicit it, you're going to reproduce it by putting the leg in the right position in the office. It kind of shows the patient, ah, it, that's what it is. And once they understand it, they can either not put the knee in that position, or now they have a particular structure that they can work on stretching that may prevent it from reoccurring. Um, So just a few simple analogies, just things that if you had symptoms from things going on in your knee, which seemed similar or analogous to those problems, and maybe you were scared or unsure of what they were, or maybe someone wasn't really able to explain to you what happened or what was going on, these little simple analogies may help make sense of all of that. So um, thanks again for listening. Um, If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave a review. It really helps other people like you find this podcast. And if you know someone that would personally uh, benefit from listening to some of this stuff, please share the link with them. And until next time, I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.